raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. You never close your eyes anymore. Good morning, 1148. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Brent Klappenstein is in for Rob Kendall. Let's talk about one of your favorite things. Beer! I love beer! Okay, so... I'm a little concerned, though, because this CEO has said that the beer category is not doing well. So, for full disclosure, I own a beer brand. Mm -hmm. It's called Alps Brow Beer, available Mm -hmm. at fine local retailers. That's for it by name. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, beer has been declining in sales now for a few years, Mm -hmm. and... There's several things that go into this, but it's starting to be concerning. I mean, it's it's not, you know, while Bud Light has had their 25% down, and that, num- that number seems to be holding on, mm-hmm. so Bud Light is not bouncing back, but the entire beer category is down 3% or so. So, across the board, that is not necessarily great for bigger beer companies, certainly, uh, and even some of the smaller beer companies are, are having some struggles with this. And okay. So-, so, this is the president of the National Beer Wholesalers Association, right. and he said it's a significant margin, that it is a five-alarm fire. Clearly, he is very concerned about this. Why do you think that beer sales are declining? And we're not just talking exclusively Bud Light. Right. So, some of it is cultural. So, like, when I was in college back in the late 80s and early 90s, there was basically a war on keg parties. If you went to a party, there were kegs, and they handed out beer, and they said, we have to crack down on this. People are getting drunk. Like, well, no kidding. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. That's why you go. So, they cracked down on it, and then they said, well, now they have to be BYOB, and you can only bring small cans of beer, and you can't have kegs. Well, all that did was it forced people to turn to spirits, and they would pregame, and they would start doing shots. So, actually, people got drunker, and the problem got worse because they were drinking much higher-proof alcohols, and they, they kind of forced people society in an effort to solve a problem that maybe didn't need to be solved made the problem worse by forcing people into drinking spirits. So that that started the migration. Do you think part of the problem now is some of the seltzers and the you know the, the, the high noons and the trulies and all these other you know formerly known as Zima drinks? Yes. And some of that is people drink flavor profiles that are familiar to them. So like ciders were big, Mm -hmm. you know, five, six years ago and have held on because it reminds people of drinking the juice boxes from when they're a kid. These seltzers now remind them of the juice boxes they had, whether it be, you know, Kool-Aid or the cherry flavor. So you get flavors that are not, you know, typical beer flavors. Beer is kind of an acquired taste. Whereas if you're drinking something that's somewhat sweet and fruity, Mm -hmm. that is a different flavor profile. And so people have migrated over to that. To the White Claw. To the White Claws. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that was a was somewhat concerning that was also deeper in that article was that people are just drinking less. So like 
alcohol consumption peaked in 1980, um, and then it went down, down, down until the late 80s and has been progressively going up. It is now crested, and it is rapidly declining, and they're attributing some of that to the legalization of marijuana, other mm-hmm. alternatives. Um, so people aren't necessarily staying sober. They are just... They are getting their their buzz off other things. Okay, this is also affecting craft brewers. Yes. And they've been struggling over the past year, trying to have a a better year than in the past. So let's talk about the largest breweries in Indiana, the ones that are actually being a little bit more successful. Yes, so I'm just going to go through the the top five here Mm -hmm. real quick. So Three Floyds up in Munster. Yeah. They do, they are the big dog in the state of Indiana. They do 107,000 barrels a year. Sun King, located just a few blocks from where we are right now. Go go ahead. Okay, Sun King does 30,000 barrels a year, roughly. Upland out of Bloomington does Mm -hmm. 13,000. 18th Street Brewery does 6.3, and Daredevil out in Speedway does 6. So you mentioned three Floyds. Yeah. They're actually nationally ranked. they are. So yeah, 24th largest in the country. Yeah, in fact, so when I was out in New Jersey this weekend, Three Floyds was available probably half the places we went into. Do they have nationwide distribution? Uh, I don't know that they're fully nationwide, but they're yeah. certainly available in more than a majority of the states. And like I say, they're they're on the East Coast, and I think they go down into Florida. So they are available lots of places. Sun King, I know, is in, they've got a brewery down in Florida, and they're available in Ohio, Michigan. So, yeah, so Indiana breweries are growing. But, yeah, the Three Floyds is the one that's really the big dog or the big player in the state right now. Sun King, they've seen an increase, a 3% uh, increase of their sales. Uh, they're also in the Indy Airport, which you were just recently at. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Sun King, they won a gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival. And I'm curious, does that help them with sales? Are they parlaying that into sales because it, they have seen an increase? It does. It gives them notoriety. The one yeah. thing that Sun King does well is they lead with uh, Sunlight, which is their cream ale. Mm-hmm. It's it's very easy to drink. Craft brewers can sometimes be their own worst enemy because they're not trying to impress consumers. They're trying to impress each other, craft, other. Uh, each other, other craft yeah. brewers. So they will hop the heck out of stuff to the point where it's almost undrinkable. Uh, yeah. And then you get the beer stop going, oh my gosh, do you, do you taste that double dry hop? It's like, shut up, douchebag. You don't, just enjoy your beer. It doesn't, yeah. You don't have to put that much thought into it. It's something to, to be enjoyed in your free time. Hey, one last thing before we get out of here. Did you see uh, Rod Stewart? You're, are you a Rod Stewart fan? Yes, like I his am. Music? He turned down a million dollar paycheck to play in Saudi Arabia. That tells me that he doesn't need the money. He does not mean need the money. Uh, so he, he turned it down because he's trying to, he, he doesn't want to play for them violation of human rights abuse things of that nature he's saying they discriminate against women and so he's taking a stand turning down a million dollar paycheck for a one night gig 78 years old good for him now he's not wrong about his sentiment on saudi arabia but Mm -hmm. good for him for having some scruples saying yeah i I don't need the money yeah i don't need the money i'm not going to share my talents with you and stacy's mom has got it going on Brad, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Casey. Enjoy. I appreciate you. And thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. We're going to catch you back here tomorrow. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. 
Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.